Welcome to Light the Sky and our 10th episode on Queen. Uh, we are on Hot Space, 1982's album where Queen decided to take Another One Bites the Dust and make a whole album out of it. Uh, they wanted some kind of dance-oriented uh, approach, possibly uh, with in uh, consideration of one of the guest stars on the album for the very famous track Under Pressure, David Bowie, having massive success with his own album that took that direction. So might have been something that Queen might have been thinking of, uh, whether it was with him or without him. It was a direction that didn't seem to bring them much success in the U.S., but uh, they definitely kept it going in the UK. So uh, first time using synthesizers on the album. We got some drum machines to talk. And uh, really, that's uh, kind of the fun stuff, in my opinion, of some of these bands when they decide to pick up the electronics and see what they can do with it. Does it work out? Ah, it doesn't seem to be a well-reviewed rating with others. So uh, we'll see if our opinions are any different. Queen's Hot Space. And this is what we're going to be discussing today. We're going to be going track by track. We're going to be going Love It or Flush It on each song of this and seeing how we're going to continue our story of the band Queen. And starting today, first up for opening thoughts on the album, Chris, what did you take from 1982's Hot Space? Um... Well, yeah, this is probably one of their, for a band that's very self-indulgent, this is probably their most self-indulgent, um, but sadly not in the same way that made jazz such a great, uniquely enjoyable, self-indulgent record. Um, a lot of cool musical ideas that uh, sadly a lot, of, a lot of the time don't sound like Queen, uh, which is fine. I mean, it's nice you know, when they mix it up, mm -hmm. uh, but for whatever reason here, it just kind of failed to connect uh, especially in the first half, which I thought uh, uh, was weaker than the second half. Uh, but yeah, you, I mean, if you break it down, yeah, the first half is very much kind of like that disco-y kind of dance club music, and then the sec, yeah, and then the second half is much more kind of traditional Queen with a little bit of the newer stuff thrown in. Uh, I did find myself enjoying that uh, the last five or six songs a little bit more, but not enough to yeah to kind of maybe change my. My negative opinion, but uh, yeah, overall, yeah, I had a hard time getting into this, and I was kind of surprised because I liked, because uh, again, I've said this before, I have a very eclectic taste in music, but uh, here it just felt like there was just something keeping it totally back for me, and um, we'll get more into that during the discussion, but uh, sure, uh, yeah, 10? typically, I mean, again, very competently made, uh, and that's usually where I sit at a six out of ten, but there were a uh, a six, uh, but yeah, considering there were a few musical ideas that I did enjoy, I'll bump it up to a 6.5. We'll see where that goes. Okay. Interesting. I'm next. Uh, this album for me was something that I put on the background, uh, for the first two listens, just doing work in my garage, uh, as I have done several times with queen and it's kind of band that doesn't lend themselves well to background music. Uh, you really have to get into uh, the listening space, put on some headphones. And when I sat down to listen to this album, I finally uh, put on some headphones and went from top to bottom and, and uh, took some notes along the way. And I found a lot more detail in there that I had previously missed. And I feel like that's what a lot of people probably do when they put on hot space. They say, you know, the funk isn't for me. I, I don't have any, uh, you know, I don't have any interest in this kind of music. If you don't like this uh, early 80s, you know, synth and cringe uh, combination, you know, it's going to be tough to get past that. 
I'm open to that. It's not my favorite type of of uh, synth music, but I definitely appreciate the break that Queen has given us from the Queen stuff. I mean, how much more could they? I mean, they were dinosaurs really at this point. I mean, how many bands that were massive in the 70s were able to continue success in the early 80s? Think about Alice Cooper. You know, he did you know, he was he was selling terribly in the early 80s. I think some of his albums in the early 80s were pretty good, but they weren't connecting with people until he had, uh, 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 what's his name, Desmond Child come back, right, and right. Uh, do Poison. Um, you know, David Bowie obviously was able to do something like that. But, I mean, uh, th- these artists are, I mean, that I'm talking about, Bowie, Cooper, those are artists that were able to really just, I mean, they epitomize what we talk about. They're able to transcend generations and do so much uh, with with all the different styles that they, that they go through. And, you know, and David Bowie, when he released, what was the album? Um, let's dance. Yeah. Let's dance. I mean, that, that kind of thing that, that he found success doing that. So, you know, he, and, and, and I don't know, it's hard with Bowie because he's such a versatile artist, you know, Mm. even just beyond music, um, you know, just his whole art space around him and his acting, which is an incredible, but it's still kind of fun in its own way. Uh, Queen just isn't, doesn't really have that. They are, you know, very much known for being that opera operatic, you know, just right. known for that night at the opera, known for the ditties, known for the goofy songs, known for the, uh, you know, the, and even another one bites the dust kind of having its signature Brian May elements. And when they take all that away and put out this, I can see why people don't like it, but I feel mm-hmm. it's what they needed to do to try to survive the early eighties because not many bands could, and they didn't in the U S so in retrospect, it obviously didn't work too well, but in the UK, they still managed to keep it going and they still were a tremendous live act and, uh, ultimately became the band that they were. And I think that this is the direction that they had to take, even if it is a little clunky at, at, at points. Um, I think it's still a solid record and I think it's underappreciated and I'm going to give it a seven, uh, trending upward. Kevin, where do you, uh, end up with this? I'm going to be pretty much where you are, Mark. Um, this is an album. I kind of I hinted on it on previous shows that I happened to put on. And I was like, whoa, this is quite different. And it's also an album that I feel like uh, they could only make one of. If they tried this again, next album, and I don't know <laughs> what it's going to be. Uh, I might not be as high on it unless they really do it like a 10 out of 10, which... Uh, I'm not sure that's going to happen. Like, I'm just not going to put my faith there yet. But, um, yeah, so the new musical direction I'm liking. Uh, I can only take maybe so much of it. And I feel like some of the older Queenish songs um, stick out a little bit. And maybe I'm just like, ah, you've done this already. I'm just, you know, I've heard this bit. You know, I've heard that bit. So maybe... Uh, I don't know. So that's why I'm actually the second half of the album didn't grab me as much, except for a couple songs. And uh, I'm going to do a seven out of 10 as well. Trending upward. Interesting. Yeah, the the record uh, definitely has a few too many moments uh, that has uh, music that sounds like somebody pressed the demo button on a Casio. But, you know, (laughs) it was 1982 and and, uh, that's really just what they had. So it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how that breakdowns. I'm more of a back half of the album myself. I uh, kind of guy I, I prefer the blend 
of the old queen and the new queen rather than just all new queen. Um, right. But I appreciate the the uh, uh, the direction to put new queen up front and go all in on that that direction. So. Right. Uh, let's get started with that. Let's take the top half of the album and uh, give it a spin. See where uh, where we go with it. Yeah, this is staying power. Uh, influence on michael jackson which i think this came out on about six months before that mm-hmm. uh but yeah this is yeah this is uh, again i can <laughs> what we were talking about before as far as why this shocked a lot of people yeah this was definitely as far out of left field even out of the park uh as you can get uh it's funny how that bass synth really bugged me i know it's of that era but every time i heard it all i could think of was like new edition with bobby brown like that early kind of <laughs> like can like candy girl Boop, 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 mm-hmm. boop. Yeah, where it's, yeah, just, yeah. Again, probably great for the clubs circa that time, but. And then you've got the Phil Collins horns, which I know were still kind of in their infancy, uh, but I think still early enough. I know he uh, just, uh, yeah, the year before, I think. I think that's when they had the first Phil Collins record came out, and he was just yep. loading that album down with those, yeah. Um, maybe even a little bit stronger than what yeah, Queen was doing right at this moment, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know uh again it's definitely freddy at circa 82 um but uh yeah there's yeah it's just again they just went all in and i don't know if it necessarily i know what kevin was talking about as far as yeah that he was annoyed with some of the queen uh uh bits that did still show up but i was kind of happy every time i did hear that because there was just too much of the newer stuff <laughs> and it wasn't strong Cynthia. it was like just like that like you said like that casio sounding kind of yeah, well, very dry, very thin, kind of, yeah. What's irritating yeah. about that bass sound is yeah. that they weren't bold enough or the technology wasn't quite there uh, to be able to create something that had its unique sound. It just sounded like they were trying to to just do a bass, but with a synth. Synth, right. So yeah. it doesn't have that quality that you would come to expect. Oh, but yeah. we might get that later. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like in that really weird, that 1982 is such a weird time to where the tech is kind of there, but it's kind of not. And nobody, like, you haven't had, like, the uh, the, the Quincy Jones or, you know, this, that, that to, to really bring it all together yet. I right, mean, it's, they, it's, it was it, happening, just Queen was just a, maybe a touch too early on it. Right, it was weird. It seems like they were putting out a lot of material during that transition period and trying to, but they, a lot of the time, they didn't really hit the mark with it. Yeah, it's like, and there's this new, well, maybe, this is the third record that we've tried this out because you got the game, then you had Flash Gordon, which had that, and it's like, well, okay, well, I don't know if it's quite there. And then here it's like, okay, they were going all out. You think they would have, but no, it's even more kind of awkward. <laughs> yeah. 
And, and the horns too. I mean, I mean, this still predates the studio and, and when Phil went really crazy with it, but you know, how prevalent, I'm not too familiar with the Phil Collins first solo album, but how prevalent was that then? It was quite a bit. Yeah. The, the first record is a frustrating cause again, it's, yeah, I guess you could say it's almost like, uh, like this record where it's got a strong single though. Uh, under pressure didn't open the record, but, uh, you had on Phil Collins first, right? You got uh, in the air tonight and then like, Oh wow, this is really cool and unique. And then the rest of it is just like what we're listening to right now. This weird kind of mm-hmm. early eighties, like synthy horn section, but uh, I don't know, just very uneven. Yeah, it just doesn't. Yeah. Uh, I, I know I know some people love it. I mean, I know a lot of people consider that kind of one of his best records, which I don't know why, but... <laughs> yeah, and I'm trying it's, to yeah. think of that. Uh, the, the horns almost sound like uh, there's a trumpet player in the 80s that was very popular. I can't remember his name, and I don't know why I'm thinking of Brad Maynard, who's a, a Bears punter. <laughs> but it's, it's not Bradford Marsalis. It's yeah. not, uh, you know, he's used a saxophone, not Winston Marsalis. It's, it's a it's, it's uh, a trumpet player that would just scream. Oh, you know, yeah. Super, what's um, his name? Theme from Maynard Rocky, Ferguson, right? maybe? Maynard Ferguson. Maynard Fer- it just sounds yeah. more like the Maynard Ferg- Ferguson Orchestra. Like I will just, tell just, you that this much, though. I appreciate them going in on the real horns um, instead mm-hmm. of using some kind of synthesizer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, as we talked about in the night game, still doesn't quite work even in uh, 2018, 2019. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So, uh, you know, at least they, they knew enough to get that in. I, I understand, actually, about the, the drums and bass here. They're a little weak on this particular song. I, I somehow it, give it another one or two years, and you could hear how beefed up that yeah. sound would be. Yeah, the, 80, yeah, the 80s synth sound, I mean, they, they came to, yeah, isn't quite there yeah they haven't figured out how to t- how to fill in the muscle yet but uh well, i think yeah. what would have brought this sound uh to be a little bit more modern which is doing some simple maybe like reversing you know to that that reverse drum sound vroom, you know like yeah. to having a little bit of that where that is you know just having something that had a little bit yeah. more of just a push pull to it it just it's too programmed and where there's you know there was still plenty of opportunity to do so even with vintage or you know uh uh what would you call that? Just brand new equipment at the time. I mean, they could have done some, you know, bass slides or some modulation on it or something. Just so it just wasn't so like demo button on the keyboard. <laughs> like, here yeah. we go. Like, they had plenty of studio track. experience. They, you know, there's no excuse. Yeah. And they and, had and, plenty of overdubbing and studio experience to do that. Sure. Stuff. And, you know, and how interested were they listening? You know, they were obviously interested in exploring this kind of sound, this, this, this funky sound. So, you know, yeah. maybe a little bit more time, maybe bringing in a genius. Uh, maybe they did. And I just don't know that that, that genius is there. But like, like bringing in a guy that really knew how to get the most out of this new stuff. Out of this stuff. Yeah. And uh, so. Yeah, maybe like you said, it is maybe a touch too early. And But who knows? We'll see how the rest of the album shakes out. Uh, track two is Dancer.
that part right there. Uh, I was going to mention that hearing Brian May in the context of the '80s and this the synthesizers, song, yeah. it, it's kind of cool. Like it, 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 I like when they bring that in. You know, his signature yeah. tone plus the the multi track layering and all that. Like that's I appreciate that, and it, it just that again that ingredient is missing from the bass. It just got do 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 I love you like that. the bass? Oh yes, and the 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 different walk ups right before the chorus. I I, I Man, thought that especially so during good. the chorus, the bass is moving around, and it should have just been just it should have just been just honing in on the rote. Just I just felt like the bass just was a little too wandery. And hmm. uh, can you play it two forty seven? There's a bit of what I call a Marty McFly moment. It just it just reminds me of getting up in the '80s, waking up and uh, uh, you know. I mean, there's, it, that's like Brian May letting loose. Yeah, getting <laughs> like down on his of, knees and just kind of like, yeah. Uh, like, it just uh, kind of got that, like, uh, when Marty puts the headphones on George and just wakes him up. But it's not quite Eddie. Like, it's just, yeah. it's like Brian May, he's like so, like, uh, he's a great guitarist, but he's so stiff. <laughs> it's, just, right. it's just like, like, there's something like between Brian May and James May, where they're just like very <laughs> reserved. And like, right. when he starts breaking out, it's like, very kind of yeah yeah and i know what you mean i i i, I did kind of get a little bit i'm glad you mentioned that passage uh it kind of re- reminds me a little bit of aerosmith too i don't know if that it sounds kind of like a like a brad woodford-ish or late 70s aerosmith kind of uh bluesier uh maybe not as loose as them but i, I don't know it just had that i could almost hear like steven tyler singing over that passage um, and I have to point this out. I know again the word funk has come up, but yeah, just that one that one verse in here just made me laugh. Your life and soul of the function. Ugh. Oh, that's corny. <laughs> that's pretty bad. I didn't. That doesn't that. help at all. That's, that's I know. Terrible. I that that just totally bugged me. Like everything else. Like okay, and uh, you probably will agree too. Yeah, all I could think of was just this is like a Billy Squire song. Yeah, like especially in that chorus, all I could hear was just yeah. Again, if, Especially if you didn't know, dancer, dancer. Oh, like I know. Just oh yeah, that that's it with the riff. Yeah, I mean, that just it just totally cemented. And I hit my next statement was yeah, you wouldn't know this was them unless somebody told you. Like if this came on, I would have had like okay, oh this sounds like a yeah, you know, like a Billy Squire. Uh, and I'm like oh okay, well, I guess not. Um, so yeah, it's nice to it's nice to have the rock back, but again, like they like they've done in where it doesn't have the impact that it should oh and so yeah maybe i'm by myself here but i just no, i don't like i don't i am, it. it's just, it's I am just, it's so just not, like yeah. happy that instead of like a flash gordon we were just waiting for the rock and then when the rock did come back the synths usually disappeared but here they had the bright idea of incorporating both right which and, i think and and that's my like, bread and oh, butter is, is, is synth and rock music i mean that's my and here it just kind of like like it's it's not yeah it's again it's too far into other territory as far as other artists um yeah it's yeah of course yeah uh, Brian throws in that little oh it's just to let you know it's Queen that little kind of riff and that first part I think that you played where you've got the stock solo and then all of a sudden you got okay you've got that oh, very massively overdubbed little line there 
Uh-oh. Like, okay. The yeah. stock solo. That's yeah, not something this... you typically say for Brian May, but it happens a number of times on this record. Yeah. Uh, I was glad to hear because I was like, okay, I know where I am now. It's like it's like tr- it's like trying to find uh, like the bathroom in the dark, like you know. And then you're like, okay, oh, there's the doorknob. There we go. <laughs> Do you think <laughs> that this yeah. is a record that could possibly be, you know, whether it's reproduced or rearranged a bit, um, and then it could have had the success of David Bowie a couple years later with Less Dance. I mean, there's the ingredient. Like, I feel like this would have been a much better opener than, than getting all weird with the the horns. Like to have something I, I, like this. I actually be like, all think right, so. I could groove with this. I think so because there are so many moments on here where either the ingredients are are there, or you just see them happening. And it's like, ah, oh, if they were just right, like fermented a little bit, that, that, just that's let what sit I, just like, a little like bit, I, yeah, yeah, like where we got with the Van Halen, where you start, okay, strong, well, maybe not as strong as Van Halen, but where you have strong albums, strong songs, and now we're at the point with Queen, in the in the extreme sense, where it's great moments or great ideas that aren't executed, which is a shame, yeah. I, I, I have this song has great moments so much as it just doesn't have yeah. that extra oregano thing that that was my whole yeah that should that should have been my opening statement yeah that's just again it's another <laughs> well i'm gonna know, I, i'm i'm on the other side of that i think queen this, record yeah it's just there's something in particular extra, is fantastic yeah. for me i kept yeah. hitting the repeat button on this but you know i guess that's why you know but i i have that to say about other songs on this album where it's it just, like ah, it's just not there it's just so. it's 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 a great song, but I'm I probably more on the Chris side where it just you wouldn't know it was Queen without the little Brian May bits. And, and yeah. how can you have a singer like Freddie and not, you know, at least have find a place where, you know, I think there was that part where the drums just broke down a little bit. And it was just I mean, yeah. it just, it just yeah. that was a little Queen, you know, but it just I miss maybe Freddie just blended in a little too much on this one. But uh, I would say that's probably true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that. All right, well, let's uh, keep rolling. Uh, this is track three. This is back chat. stamp on that kevin uh is uh, 125 to 230 okay um yeah that uh, i actually had kind of that whole like 30 seconds kind of marked it just as far as what's going on um very much kind of a rhythmic time capsule there uh i actually kind of like that it's kind of a unique especially with that weird little synth and the guitar uh again that's one of those moments where i'm like oh that's kind of neat it's not really anybody connected to any specific thing i'm like okay why couldn't they have explored and fatten that Mm -hmm. up more um, what did you guys think of the solo? I don't know. There was something about that. It seemed a little thin for some the reason. The first time I wrote, um, yeah. I mean, it sounds a bit like Miami Vice, but it also oh, sounds yeah. extremely yeah. generic. 
Yeah. It's, it's the first, I wrote a uh, stock solo. Like it yeah. just, like, there's no, that Brian tone. And in a lot of ways it loses the magic in that. It's just like, okay. It just sounds like a studio guitarist. It, it like, does it's a sound cool solo, but I think that's one of the things actually, if, if it would have been the Brian tone, I think they would have bumped it up at least yeah. a point, you know? Why didn't, why wouldn't that, I'm trying, I'm trying to hear that in my head and I feel like that would have worked. That would have worked really well. I think it, it does sound very thin for whatever mm-hmm. reason, but I do love when the guitar screams, you know, dun, dun, dun. yeah, you know, that, I mean, that's a cool part. Is it kind of generic? I, I mean, I guess so, but it's hard to say this is one of those things like 1982 by 1988, you're going to hear that all over the place. 1982, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, you know, Beat It hadn't even come out yet. And so you're like, ah, it's... But that's it's Beat It say. would come out and wipe the floor with pop songs with guitar solos. Yeah, but you're just... Know, yeah. of Eddie. You're smashing two legendary artists together like that. Right. Yeah. And that so. tone on there, I mean, for a pop song, I mean, is really the Beat It... Just guitar part, yeah. They, they fill you up. It does. It's one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's full. It but like I'm just saying that that it's like, I don't know. It's this this electronic and solo. I think it is a little bit ahead of its time. It doesn't mm-hmm. always work as much as we think because we already know where it's going. Since we're gonna pick apart these thirty seconds here at one forty nine, can you cue that up? This is another one of those moments that I could just see Roger thinking that this would be quite creative, and he was proud of what he did. But the, the end. <laughs> right here, this beat. You can stop. It just loops. It just, it's yeah. such a Casio beat. It's just yeah. such a like maybe because I grew up on those keyboards in the nineties <laughs> and I just pressed <laughs> funk on the on the drum and it just. It's a stock. It's a stock function. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's how much do I want to to take away from him because he did this i mean you know he did this in 82 and people and you know programmers in 92 were like well that's what we're going to program for our beat but it just yeah. ages terribly no and there's yeah. just there's such so weird because there are elements that age uh very well in the song like that there's a feeling to this song that has it's i don't know how to describe it other than it's like this 80s darker non-ballad where it's it's kind of like like rocks like somebody's watching me you know like Roxwell where where it's just yeah. it's not a ballad but it it's got this darker tone to it you know it's got this more you know creepier mysterious sound to it and that's what this kind of sounds like to me so that ages very well and then there is you know those goofy like David Sanborn type fills that like it's it's so dated but it works really well like it's it's cool dated it's it's and then there are those horrible beats that are just extremely dated so you have these three things like you have this really cool 80s nostalgic retro view you've got this over the top 80s drum fills and then you've got this super generic beat all in one track all happening right right at the same time so it's it's kind of a weird experience hey kev can you play the uh the opening of this song there was that that clean guitar reminded me of something yeah sure yeah not a problem let me cue that up real quick and Come on, this song is great. It's got a bobblehead <laughs> feel to it. <laughs> that sounds again, yeah. This again came out three or four years earlier. That probably would have worked. That sounds kind of like a again like a late seventies disco beat, not like eighty two. We're kind of at the end of that. I mean, we're already a year 
or two past a di- disco demolition, but here it just really and that clean guitar. I don't know it, that reminded me of a. I don't know if Metallica uh, scooped up that kind of riff and like reformed it uh, for the day that never comes. You know that uh, you know that that clean intro, that doom 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 doom. Yeah, that that uh, that guitar part here reminded me of like a slowed down version of that, and I'm kind of interested if that's. <laughs> I, can, I mean, I can't imagine. Yeah. 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 It just and then cut kinda... right into dun 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 in that direction. But. Yeah, that, that yeah that tone just totally uh, that's popped into my mind almost immediately. I'm like, I wanted I wanted to see Metallica throw just one of those songs in their album. Suddenly the drum machines come out. Talk about accusing people of selling out. But yeah, that was back chat. Let's yeah. go on to body language. Yeah. Back chat. I like yeah. back chat. I like it. Back chat. Back chat. Yeah, I know it's got, it, yeah. it just sounds kind of like it's it's again that that somebody's watching me like that eighties you know <laughs> creepy like little bit you know I don't know if it's just kind of like a uh, like a Soviet era thing or something <laughs> or like a Cold War like just Somehow, it's got kind of yeah. like that you know I don't know like that KGB feeling feel to it. <laughs> I like very, very cold and dense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let's okay. talk body language. This is that song where I'm, I'm not buying into this. The cool it's, thing is not working here, Freddie. No. Yeah, I know. Remember yes, fun? It was, yes. was fun. No, this I, is this yeah. is like is it feels twice as long as the track like length is. Somehow it feels eight minutes long. It feels like they had all these different ideas. Like each person brought, oh yeah, I've got this baseline. Freddie's like, oh, I got this cool part where it breaks down and says, look at me, you know, and, and you know, everybody brings this and they smashed them into one song and it's just really long and boring. This is awkward. Imagine telling somebody you like this song and then, and then like introducing them to it and having them just put on the headphones and you know how you could just hear it in the background. Yeah, they're just sitting there. Just like, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I, I and then, and, and then the word "great thighs" just pops out of there. <laughs> no, no, it's sexy the body. That, that was my favorite. Yeah, yeah, sexy comma sexy body. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's funny. Yeah, without offending anybody. Yeah, this seems like one of the like for like the like the gay like clubs of the early '80s. Yeah, this sounds like one of the like an anthem. Like I can't. Yeah. Yeah, this is yeah, yeah. This is not like ambiguous like uh, uh, "Get Down, Make Love" was, which is still a pretty dense kind of blunt song too. Yeah, this is much more. 
of where I think Freddy was at this time. Yeah, because, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's, yeah, it has the, if you want to say the universal appeal. Yeah, it's definitely of a moment. <laughs> hopefully universal people don't get angry. Hey, hopefully, hopefully people don't get angry for me, yeah, because I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm trying not to, but yeah, this is definitely, yeah. Yeah, as far as where Freddy was coming from in early in 1982. Yeah, this is for that, yeah, that, uh, that yeah. I'm not even yeah. sure what else to yeah. say about this song. Yeah. It seems like nothing happens, and it's, it, it's almost very five right. minutes long. Just yeah. imagine so, Freddie just like he could perform this by himself in front of a keyboard, and he just hits the demo button, yeah. and he just like yeah. right. he just jam into it. It's just too much of a like a studio, you know. Yeah. This is just totally a cutting room floor type song. I, right I here. agree, really and I also is. feel like this is the one song so far, especially where yeah. is the band like even here. Like I don't even know. Yeah. Right. If the like yeah, okay, at least yeah, like, on the at least yeah, on the others we we got Brian. Yes, it was yeah, there, maybe yeah, there's a stock no guitar solo, on here, right? But, yeah, there's no anything else, right? Yeah, there's no uh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a drum machine, it's a, a bass a synth. I hate that, that yeah. bass line. I hate that yes. bass line. It's dun 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 And it just drops a step It sounds like a really bad middle school jazz band tune. Right. Bass line. With a with a really bad supposed to drive the song and it just loops. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I, it, it, they've done this several times before to success and it just doesn't work is it the style right here, yeah you know th- is, is th- it doesn't translate to the style yeah i i think it it doesn't and i also think that I, maybe they went into it feeling like okay we've had these straight kind of funk songs the last three songs right so let's do something a little groovy a little swingy right and it just it doesn't work at all yeah it does and, swing. It's got the triplet. Yeah, yeah, and it's just it's especially after the last three, like you just got slapped across the face with three of these songs in a row. By the time you get to track four, you're you're scraping the bottom of the barrel here. That's what mm-hmm. it feels like. And maybe yeah. if you put this after Action This Day or something else. You know, well, I was gonna say, and when we get to it, Action This Day just seems to me like the better version of Body Language, um, and the the fact that. They've almost like this is you can see how far they've stretched this idea out. It's just they've done four songs of it and they're out of ideas. And now we're going to get to the part of the record where they go back to the Queen. But yeah. the Queen with with more 1982 sounds to it. It just doesn't. Right. It, it just this just definitely is a run out of ideas moment and really just should have been the Japanese bonus track. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. It just should Absolutely. not have been the four spot. That's just Absolutely. The, well, speaking of, uh, yeah, let's get to action this day. What is this? This legato saxophone solo. I don't. I don't <laughs> over know this why, janky beat. I don't know why, but I kind of. That was the one part I kind of. I don't know. Yeah. Oh no! Don't yeah. say that you like it. That's the worst <laughs> sax solo I've ever heard. Not, not, not that it was more the guitar that, in this. This smooth, the like really amateur sounding sax. Talk <laughs> about Casio. That sounds like somebody programmed the patch. I didn't even think that was a real sax. 
And yeah, the beat I, is just... I don't know. The studio. Here, you got this one. This one's on the menu today. Just, all right, the what are we going to get today? And, it's it's funny. Most like uninspired jazz solo. You know, it's, funny. It's, it's funny. I pretty much sounds like he's running out of air. I know. <laughs> smoking too much before the session. Yeah, I. Yeah, I don't know. I. Uh, yeah, that was sadly the part. Yeah, that you guys are. He's got a weak shredding. diaphragm. Yeah, it's the one part that I was kind of like, okay, that's kind of a cool little part. But yeah, the rest of the song I kind of trashed a little bit just because it's. Yeah, it's again. Uh, probably the most queen sounding song on here but again there's no hooks anywhere where i can't and again we got freddie and roger sharing vocals which should be an awesome moment and <laughs> it's, it's happened several times and it's yeah. yeah and it's not doing it for me like i hmm. you'd expect just like well you got these yeah you got the uh you got the like the down in the dirt rock of roger and then you got the over the top with freddie and it's like okay and i, I don't I, I, i've listened to the song probably two or three times and i still haven't been able to internalize it yeah it's funny the way my notes like took a turn as i was listening like i had obviously listened to it a couple times but at the start i'm like you know you know this reminds me of this a very interesting song you know you would normally hate the the like the harder fast i'm like oh i kind of like the key change in the chorus and then Mm -hmm. i type the sax solo dash huge no (laughs) (laughs) i was like action this action i was like oh okay you know maybe this is one of those light squeezes is what i'm thinking and then then i'm trying to diving for for the fast forward (laughs) yeah i I mean it's it's so like why i mean it's just like they hired the horn section and they were going to use them as much as they could but honestly like no solo is probably better than it was in this like this was lick it up right this was 82 and that was kind of the thing, you know, the the no solo song in some ways, you know, the 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 way you could just hold back on it. You, you you're in you're in the new it. wave kind of yeah. synthy era, you know. You don't need to have a a wild solo, and you've had plenty of them on the album. You've had plenty of solos, sure. So, and you uh, know, they've been pretty straightforward to this point. Why not just skip it? Like you're getting like it's not really it's, bringing much to the table in the first place. So. It's almost indicative of the album. It's like. Yeah, sax solo in a kind of rocking 80s electronic song. 1985 sounds right up the alley, and it would be done so well. Like here, mm-hmm. it just sounds <laughs> like, oh yeah, this that was a good idea. Now, now everybody's going to take it and make it good. Yeah, I mean, like, it's the kind of thing I think I could see a sax solo working. And I just want to keep going on about the sax solo because <laughs> this is Queen. And why are we talking about a sax solo? But why are we talking about it? Like, they shouldn't have even been in this play in the first place. But like, I could see it working if it ramped up to another level and you just had a screeching sax solo. Yeah. Like a just like a growling David Sanborn, just just uh, just screaming. Just, why didn't they do it over a chorus? Yeah, especially with a key change, that would have been perfect. Yeah, come on, but but no, we go back to the verse, and the verse is like, eh, there's, there's, there's not much. Yeah, I guess if there's one word, if Chris likes to talk about competent queen, this is very much awkward queen. Yeah, (laughs) like where they're just pushing buttons, and it's not really working the way it's. You know, maybe the the reviewers who don't like this album, I'm like, do they not like it? Because it's not Queen, or do they not like it because it's not as good as the stuff from this era that does this? Not as good as yeah, the, the, the Let's ex- Dance. Yeah, the execution, I think, is, I think that's probably my biggest problem. 
Yeah, just yeah because yeah. I I did see some reviews, and I don't want to get into this too much. That were like, oh, you know, this is just this is not Queen. You know, this is they just lost the plot completely on this album. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but we've gotten nine other Queen albums. Like, if you want that sound, you have so much to dig much into. Material. More more than a lot of bands have yeah. ever given anybody. Yeah. Like, this yeah, is album is. 10. So, like, if, if you keep, you if you are wanting that, they're not going to keep doing that for album 15, album 20. You know, it's, it's just not going to happen. They're going to switch it up eventually. But, yeah, maybe it was the fact that it's just the, the Queen-sounding stuff wasn't done as well, and the... 80s sounding stuff would be done better or was done better at the time sure so. <clears throat> or you know if you're it's not like they're going to go off full bobby brown or anything that's because they were still going to be grounded the, yeah their right, exactly. and everything so yeah especially because this is an older band they're, they're they are playing keep up a little bit mm-hmm. here yeah. so anyway uh let's move on to put out the fire Yeah, done. <laughs> but I will say that this is, for me, a forgivable Stocks on the Rise. Mm-hmm. I, this one has got a bit too much of the Sammy Hagar feeling to it. Oh, um, yeah, that's that's a, a, a word I was, or a person yeah, I was looking for. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know that Freddie should have been going there. Um, it's got a very generic guitar solo, but this is the kind of song that, you know, it's. I was looking, Kevin's kind of got me into the Spotify plays, and this one has either the least or the second least of any song on this album. And this album probably is one of the least in the entire discography. And, uh, yeah. you know, obviously the, the main hit being the big one. Um, so this is really a deep cut. And I think it's a good one. Like it, it might be quite generic, um, but I mean, mm-hmm. it definitely has got a, 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 you know, a movie opener feeling to it. It definitely right. has. You can see it in the arena. It's the kind of thing that you can play and be like, oh, that was Queen. Huh. That's yeah. interesting. Like, hot space? I give that a chance. Like, I think it's a great entry point. It's just so mm-hmm. buried that, you know, you're right. never going to find it unless you're doing a track-by-track discography discussion on it. Because I right. wasn't going to jump into this one. I wasn't no. going to look at the number of Spotify plays. I'd never hear this on the radio. You'd never hear it on a deep cut because a deep cut is probably like Brighton Rock to, you know, Sirius yeah. XM. And, and this is just the kind of song that, you know, it's, it's really not as bad as its placement deserves. And I don't have the... Uh the track listing uh, in front of me right now, but was this an opening or closing of a side? I mean, I know we're uh, right in the middle. It either, it might be the opener. Hold on. One, two. Opener of side B. I mean, because I believe it, it, it is. Yeah. Okay. 
Siberia. So that's, that's honestly not a terrible placement, but did anybody ever get to the point where they flipped the album? Where they yeah. the point, yeah. body language, I'm pretty sure the record one tried to try return at the record right. store. Yeah, let's, I, let's make it look like we never opened the shrink. Yeah. Right. I, you gotta funny. like put the album on backwards to enjoy it. It's kind of a weird way of uh yeah, yeah, which is it. kind of a shame. Yeah, again, it's it's almost like yeah, two different records. I mean, you and if you break it apart, or two different EPs, I guess. So you got like six songs that are dance club, and then there are six songs that are kind of an amalgam of more classic Queen and a, a little bit of the. But yeah, it's it's yeah, it's very strange. Um, I I did put for this song. It was nice to have a song open with uh, some guitar. Uh, I don't know if that's a compliment <laughs> or not. It was just nice to hear guitar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I did, I said, yeah, with kind of combining the verses and the, the chorus, uh, it, it kind of reminded me of like John Mellencamp meets like, like glam rock. I don't know. It had that kind of early 80s kind of like, uh, like, uh, yeah, kind of like, I don't know, folksy kind of weird rock kind of feel with mixed mm-hmm. in with like some weird 70s. Like, I don't know. Like I said, again, it's another song that does a lot of things, but not well. <laughs> yeah. I will say that it does. In my opinion, I you can see this song coming out in the early '80s, like you said. Yeah. that Sammy Hagar almost. Oh, that's yeah. There was so, yeah, that's what I was trying like to think. That. Yeah, like at, at least they're not way behind the times still. No, no. If, uh, if they're trying anything, like if if they were putting out a rocker and it sounds totally 1976 and they'd be like, Oh man, you, yeah. you guys can't write eighties rockers and you can't write eighties popper. You, you gotta <laughs> have, you gotta write an eighties summer rocker. And, yeah. and this really much is an 80s summer rocker. It's only three mm-hmm. minutes too. It's a nice short brisk oh, yeah. song. Like it's just, yeah, there, there's, I think there's, it's condensed enough to like it and yes. to, to really just think that the, to, for me, that even if it's corny and even if it's, really nothing is very very special it's just like oh there's guitar <laughs> like we yeah. open with guitar like thank you like that's the kind of thing that maybe just gives it a stocks on the rise in context i think after the the last two songs i know we disliked them for different reasons i think we would all agree that <laughs> they're on a little bit of a downhill slope here like starting mm-hmm. off with that guitar and the kick drum you're like oh Okay, you know, and perks then the ears up a little bit. And then before you so. know it, it's over, and you're like, uh, what just happened? Yeah. yeah well, and, th- <laughs> and then throw in our tribute, because we got to exploit the death of a uh, fellow uh, Englishman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's life. Can. Life is real. Song for Lennon, just in case you had no idea. Loving like a Lennon is a genius. uneven songs and for me anyway and chris i don't mean to steal like one of your trivia questions i hope i'm not anyway but i think i read that the lyrics for this were written before the music and very Uh, big disappointment the fact that we don't get 
a little more than life is real. Life <laughs> is real. Life yeah. is real. I was so sick. Like, are you telling me you, you penned this supposed to be emotional, you know, heartwarming song, not heartwarming, but you know, from the heart. And this is all we get. This is all we get. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not a big dig into the lyrics, but yeah, that I couldn't. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I was just he, looking he, for more. I was looking he, for more. He, here. he also sings it a bit like Roger Waters would. Yep, life very real. literate or what? Yeah, he's just got that yeah. that. The cl- life is real. You know that <laughs> right up, really, right up in the mic. Yeah, yeah, like in your face, just. Yeah, I, yeah, funny enough, I, 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 I was expecting to slug this song, but I didn't hate it as much. Uh, I just said, yeah, interesting take on the kind of the Lennon sound. Um, again, the song is pretty much kind of a critique on the pros and cons of success. I mean, how many songs have been written about that? But uh, it didn't bother me too much. Uh, and I know uh, maybe you guys will kind of te- tease me for why I defended Bicycle Race were just the repeated life is real. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's because, I don't know, just being a Beatles fan, maybe I just I didn't. Yeah, it didn't bug me as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one little weird uh, thing at the end where it's like in the last few seconds where there's this weird little synth patch that feels like it was just shoved in there. And I don't feel... By the way, it's 1982, everybody. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah it's- but they had an acoustic guitar solo, which is kind of cool. I don't know if that was just like a force-fed Lennon. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I think that was... But- I think that was, yeah, what, at 145, I think, Kevin? I don't know. I had a... I don't know. Nice take on the Queen soloing. I don't know if that was the acoustic solo or not. Let me. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's different. Yeah, this is the one where it, where it trans where it transitions. Uh, it's electric. Yeah. And- golden moment for me yeah that's, that's a warm really, blanket really well. i gotta give that to it yeah yeah you know and, and this song it, it's it's the kind of thing that i didn't really care for too much and then i kind of just started thinking about it and i almost feel like it was brought up just by a vision i had for a music video for this one and it's just freddie by himself and he's walking and it's maybe it, it's it's a beach it's you know laguna beach or whatever and it, it's just it's just kind of trash it's like the remnants of a party and he's just walking you know, down the beach, he's starting the song, and, and as he's walking, he starts passing these gravestones, and they are from different, like, Elvis and Jimi Hendrix, oh, yeah. and it's just kind of like he's progressing through the time, you know, to, like, you know, talking about this, and at some point, he gets in his car, and, like, or, like, every time he's walking, like, there's a one member of the band in the background playing, so it's like, right. it's, the focus is Freddie, yeah. but as he's walking from one gravestone to the next, like you just see John in the background, just, you know, going side to side. And then the <laughs> next one, it's Roger just on a little snare setup, just doing that. And, right. you know, that's, like that's I, 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 I didn't hate this as much as I, I, I could have. And, yeah. you know, I, I have to also have to wonder, like the connection. Can you play the opening of this song? Just the first note there. OK, stop it. Yeah. Uh, a very queen influenced album 30 years later. My Chemical Romance, The Black Parade. Oh. I mean, it just starts right right there. I don't know, it's just the G, but it was kind of thing that, uh, just another connection that I made that I would have never made had I not, 
gone through this and, and taken the time to listen to Life is a Real Song for Len, uh, Lennon, which to be honest, I probably would have skipped over that. I would have yep. never clicked on it thinking it would be something good, but uh, I would have yeah, missed that intro. I would have missed that uh, that solo, which was yeah, kind of a yeah, nice soft I, touch. Right. I think they should have removed yeah, like the uh, like the Lennon connection out of the title. Uh, and I kind of like what you were saying, yeah. Mark. Maybe this would have worked better. Uh, if it was a song just kind of reflecting back on all of like his contemporaries that are gone, like guys like Hendrix or or Elf or whatever, yeah, kind of yeah, like life yeah. is real, yeah, like that it can take away, yeah. And it would yeah, have been so these. fitting to the Queen story yeah. because that yeah. would have ended up becoming him. <laughs> Somebody right. priming the body. Somebody's <laughs> priming their body. <laughs> yeah, like it would almost. Yeah, I could see that. Like he knows <laughs> something that we don't. Yeah. You know, and yeah. he's trying to tell us without telling us explicitly. Well. We're going to get a little bit of change of direction, if I remember correctly. Straight from Life is Real to Calling All Girls. What do you yeah, guys say, have, Chris? Yeah, what I have artist? to point out. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> no, funny. I know you guys were all snickering at that that record skip. I don't know why they had to mix that so loud. Or yeah, where it's like, <laughs> I, thought, you know, I, you got, I thought it was somebody tooting. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, just drove. Yeah, that drove me nuts because I I actually kind of like yeah, this. Almost has like a weird like post punk kind of art rock feel to it, which I really liked. I thought it was kind of a cool, unique little thing where I think they. I don't know what you guys think, but the uh, cars. Yeah, that, or even I maybe like Talking Heads a little bit. I know I had that yeah. there, too. And again, this is right in the middle of that, yeah. Uh, but I think here they, I don't know, maybe it's just the choice of melody that, that just makes it work. Uh, well, I, I guess you have to appreciate them using the turntable 20 years before Limp Bizkit did. I guess that's right. positive. It, it was just so loud that like, I was listening, I'm like, almost like, it was like, it's like, well, like, okay, who was on the board that day where they had, to, where they just pushed that all the way up? Where it, Probably because if it was too quiet, nobody would know what it is. This is a Roger song, right? Um, I didn't look actually. Um, maybe this was his idea of percussion. It is a Roger song, yeah. Yeah, and even that weird little clean kind of guitar part that kind of reminded me of that. Uh, maybe it's a little thinner here, but uh, like that Aretha Franklin song, uh, Sisters Are Doing It for Themselves, like that. Yeah, it kind of reminded me as far as that kind of strumming technique. Reminded me of Trevor Rabin era, yes. Yeah, okay, extremely bright, extremely chordal. Just yeah, you know, it does, yeah. six strings on the guitar, uh, open, you know, just whacking that yeah. thing. I did, put, yeah, I did mark on there. I mean, this again doesn't sound like a Queen song, but I think I don't know, but it's still pretty cool. Uh, and I do like, uh, I don't know, I didn't timestamp it, Kevin. Uh, the uh, bluesy solo at the end that Brian does, I really liked. I thought that was kind of a cool way to end the song. Okay. I don't know if you know I, I don't have about. the timestamp for that one. Either, um, of course, skip. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. It seems like you guys weren't, uh, yeah, weren't as in as I was. 
on this. I don't know what... Uh, it's, it's just like, it feels all right to me. It feels like a little bit of a right turn from okay. the other songs. And, and it's, yeah. there's nothing bad with it. And probably the biggest offensive thing, in my opinion, is the final scratches, which isn't yeah. that big, right? So right, it it's just ends up being one of those songs that's, <laughs> that's kind of there for me. Um, I like when we get to the chorus. I just feel like it takes a while to get there. Mm. That's all. Anyway, let's move on. Las Palabras de Amor. <laughs> the words of love. Just in case you needed to translate. Yeah. Sounds like uh, that. What, what was that off? Of, I think a day at the races, the Tio Toriette. Oh, that's, that's exactly what that's I what wrote down. Yeah, Part two. I, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and uh, that intro kind of again. I know you guys don't follow the Moody Blues, but uh, that uh, that kind of synthy or chimey kind of synth, whatever you want to call it. You don't have to make it sound so insulting. Yeah, <laughs> like no, it's okay. Follow no, them on I, Twitter and make you feel better. No, it's <laughs> yeah, because I'm gonna I go follow there. the Moody Blues right now. Yeah, I know they had a lot of uh, yes influence. Yeah, but I don't that think 80, I've listened yeah. to a single song of theirs. Yeah, <laughs> but that, but yeah, if you listen to their '80s stuff, there's a lot of that kind of chimey, kind of like that patch that Kevin played. Uh, uh, though I don't like it as much here. Uh, again, this is another stock love song. I mean, I had in parentheses, don't feel like dissecting it because it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't feel yeah. like dissect. Yeah, right, but that's pretty it. much what you need to know. The Spanish version of Teo Torre. <laughs> right. Um, I, yeah. I did like the, what was it, that big sounding solo at 227. Can you play that, Kevin? Yeah, I yes. don't know. Kind of, yeah, yeah. 227. It's, it's funny that kind of sounds like a leftover from uh uh even though i'm agreeing that it is kind of a a warm blanket it sounds like, like a leftover from like the uh, flash gordon like recording sessions i don't know it has that kind of ultra cheese kind of uh but i don't know it was that one warm blanket moment for me yeah yeah there isn't it. that chorus too much yeah but the rest of the song is just like eh, whatever whatever yeah <laughs> there's a lot that chord right there specific or right where kevin stopped it it felt like if it went into the minor Right there, uh, it would have sounded exactly off of the final cut from Pink Floyd. Oh. I don't know specifically which song. Maybe Kevin can let us know which song. Um, <laughs> he's just loving that album so much. But oh, yeah, I was, was going to say, it's <laughs> not selling the song for me. Okay, can you play the outro last uh, 30 seconds of this one? The outro. Yeah, let me cue that up. Yeah. Maybe back it up. Back it up. Let us 
Stop trying to sell the song for me. Bro. I like that. I like, I like that rack tom or that roto tom fill. This and, and listen the to the bass. Just the way it holds the root. Yeah, it's, it's very, very Genesis. Well it's just holding the ground for you. Yeah. And, and, and I know it's Spanish, but there's just something Icelandic about it to me. <laughs> like yeah. like it, it, like sear roast or something. Like yeah. it just has that that very much that like much. soaring over mountains feel to it. Like it's just got that you know no matter where you are, we're here to get you are to where you're going. And it's that feeling, like it's like that, an airline or something. That and that really shimmery synth in the background where it's super bright is also gives me that vibe too. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. I just feel like cool moments, but haven't they done yeah. this before? Haven't they I tried agree this with... before? So I don't know. I, I agree with ah, the capster that, there. That, 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 that <laughs> indeed was. It's a nice good, piece though. of music. Yeah. I mean, it's, I won't. Just, agree. I, I, yeah, it's not an album far. piece. It's a. <laughs> I, don't know. I did. I did write it. Was it felt like a less weird version of Tio Toriet, but it's still in that yeah. vein, though. Was that the Japanese one? Because I hate yeah. it. Yeah. yeah tribute to our fans. Yeah. Here and this at is least, okay, tribute to like our Italian, fans. Okay, like, that's the, yeah. This fits more in the context of a love. Uh, uh, but yeah, what was the what was the translation of the title? Um, the words, words of, of love. love. Yeah, yeah, that kind of yeah. What was that song uh, by ABC? Uh, the look of love. I don't know. That that was another thing that kind of popped in my head. Yeah. How many fan tributes for fans in other countries are you going to make? What about the fans in Africa? I'm disappointed just, they haven't yeah, done that, it. That, that the is fans kind of a in Russia, way, isn't it? A song <laughs> for that, every country, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's just kind of like we need something that we can play to 80,000 people yeah. in Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, 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 this, yeah. This, this Where's, Is the Brazil right one here. coming up? Because that's a, a big one. <laughs> yeah, we need one of those. Something in Portuguese, please. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move to our second to last song. That is Cool Cat. Anybody else gonna feel about this song? But this is my deep cut love stocks. On the I rest. think I have to agree. You know what I was gonna say? There's some of those songs where they're trying to do a different sound, and they're trying to like copy the certain like you know can't. Uh, what's the freaking? You want song? me to? I've 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 got. You probably know what I'm gonna say, but they're trying to like copy other songs, yes, and, oh, yeah. and do like a different style. But this one. He's trying to do like the high pitch kind of soulful funk thing. And at first I was getting kind of like annoyed by his voice, but in a way like it works and like this kind of makes the most sense if they're trying to do another kind of song cuz it's very kind this, of sassy and for whatever reason this, this, and, re- this reminds me of like a hot summer day yeah. in a New York neighborhood. Okay. Sure. I got, I got every, a picture. Everybody is yeah, out. Yeah. Everybody it's either that, either that or it just reminds me of it, like if you were to ask for like 
at the Soho House pool. Oh yeah, you know, play some Queen, and for whatever reason and they this dig this out. song. Yeah, he's kind of looking cool around. Cat, please, give me a cool cat. Somebody stroll. Somebody just strolls out onto the deck with the robe and the towel and the short shorts on. Just kind of everybody kind of yeah. like looks and walks and come across the deck. Exactly when you, the clean guitar comes in. You, you know how it's so hard. Just holding a platter of shrimp for some reason. The girls holding their drink, just kind of like bobbing to the music. Just like <laughs> oh, yeah. in place. Yeah. Yeah. Dancing in place. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. And they'd be like, wow. It's, it doesn't sound like Freddy. That's the thing. Yeah. But my picture to paint yeah. for this one. It's 1982, right? Uh, the Babylon Club in Miami. <laughs> it, it's Scarface, you know, like, oh, right. and this is the cleanup song. Oh, yeah. This is like Frank has <laughs> stayed there the entire time, and finally, we're going to talk some business. Yeah. And this is on in the background. <laughs> just like, you know, there's like a couple people, like, on there on the dance floor, and That's they're just funny. finally going to get ready to talk about what they're going to do with Sosa or whatever. It's such a, a, a cleanup song to an 80s club. Yeah, like it just no, like I, that I guess I three a.m. feel to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't okay. think of that, but just yeah, like it's but, so good. But yeah, the Scarface. I mean, I, I'm always up for a good Scarface connection. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there was too much. Yeah, there, my problem with it, there's just too many other influences kind of making their way in. I mean, again, I heard everything from Barry Gibb to Diana Ross to Daryl Hall, it all mixed yeah. up into one. That's what um, I was thinking. Yeah, of, yeah, it's got that massive like Philly soul meets kind of Motown like, uh, and I felt yeah some of those kind of. Uh, jangling kind of guitar and kind of keyboard or whatever you want to call it felt like 76 versus 82 yeah uh, it, which it definitely has a which 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 a was a little frustrating I, w- I wish they would have found or did something new with that uh i will admit though yeah 205 i loved yeah, that guitar riff i mean that was some head bobbing going on there <laughs> kevin can you yeah. dial that up yeah There's I'll dial some good guitar work here worth listening to yeah hang on right about Two- here yeah that bass too oh yeah the bass is great the bass pops yeah it's almost almost like a weird reggae feel too i love that bass slides down there's a little bit bit beautiful i just want to sit at the babylon club and listen to this if i'm not mistaken (laughs) if i'm not mistaken john wrote and played everything on this except for obviously. Oh my the god! All right, you know what? He is the takeaway from this freaking album. I'm just picturing him band. on the album cover of the game. Just him writing all this. I mean, yeah, you on. know what? I'm a cool cat. You know, you don't pay attention to me, but I'm a cool cat too. He's my favorite guy in the band now. That's it. He just he doesn't say a word. Nobody knows who he is, and he writes the best songs. Yeah. He's just got this groove to him. He played well, the e piano too. He played the the. Uh, I believe it was I think everything. It, I, I think he even I think he even programmed the freaking drums. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did play the drums. I don't know. And you know I, I what? Believe it's I, an acoustic set. I know but. this might be a little bit of a shortest midget type thing, but uh, this is the second most popular song on the album according to the Spotify listens. I, really? I think yeah. I think it deserves it. I'm glad people are digging into it. Well, two, this I mean, is, obviously under pressure, he's got like a billion listens, and this has like two million. But yeah, <laughs> who's well, counting, right? Yeah, Just a fraction um, of the other ones. Well, we finally need to get there. The song that everybody knows from this album, uh, unfortunately, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, this is under pressure. So
can definitely see why this keep that going yeah (laughs) yeah that is great well yeah kevin was that around like kind of like 230 ish to uh i think that was kind of the it's about 215 to 315 Okay, yeah, because yeah, that was where I had like kind of the the climax of the song. It just really builds and kind of yeah fills you up. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can kind of see why this it was the hit. This is probably the most kind of where you can see everything really fits well together. Uh, nothing really sounds out of place. And yeah, David Bowie's just kind of the the cherry on top. Um, the lyrics are kind of I guess a little generic. I mean, uh, as far as I think it's pretty much just focuses on yeah just generic lyrics on how people emotionally crumble under certain circumstances. Uh, though I did like that little line there. I know, again, anybody could have wrote it, but it's kind of, especially for what's going on now, it kind of fits. Yeah, it's the terror of knowing what the world's about. Yeah, I thought that was, and I know he repeats it, I think, a few times, but I liked that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I like that Almost little. Uh, the Pink Floyd growing up type of yeah. theme mm-hmm. to yeah. it. I mean, when you have a clash of two legends like this, it's just, you know, first of all, it's just, you know, how do you balance the two of them? And I think they did that perfectly, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just having that, that just that play off of each other. It's the kind of song that like, unfortunately vanilla ice had to basically, I know I want to, I want to, oh, that was, that's you, what you I forgot to do. I was hear gonna, it. Yo, you forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it. Um, and I'm hoping that someday TikTok will not ruin this song because I feel like it's ripe for that kind of thing. Actually, um, Mark, I should, I don't know if you know this. Uh, I remember it was not the first time I heard this song. I heard the original, but like back in high school, I was a fan of these two bands that I'm going to mention. Uh, but have you heard the My Chemical Romance, the used cover of this where I Ger- haven't, no. Gerard Way and uh, Bert from the used go back go toe to toe it's actually pretty good like objectively it? it's great that's a yeah. cool combo i know because you had mentioned my chemical romance before and then mm-hmm. plus the queen tie-in because my chem was probably pretty influenced by queen it's it's not not a bad cover you might want to check it out to the fans huh. who are listening yeah I mean, the, <laughs> the, the only problem i have though is that when guys like that get to i mean the use is a pretty pretty hardcore band i mean mcr in the early days was definitely yeah. pretty raw and and you know when two sure. guys like that get together when david bowie and uh freddie mercury get together when two rockers get together when ozzy osbourne and lita ford get together what do they put out a ballad a ballad a ballad cover like why is it always a ballad why can't yeah. two rockers come together and put out a rocker I don't get it. Like you That's get these these question. mashups, wanna, and they always see, come out like this. Like it, 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 just imagine like Dave Mustaine and and uh, and uh, and, uh, and uh, James just coming out with something, and they put out the wussiest, <laughs> most just obnoxious ballad. Let's like, say it's Megadeth and Metallica. It's Queen. Like I know it's not Queen's not to that level, but it just it's a great song. It's just not what you would expect, and I appreciate it nonetheless. So it's just uh, it, it, it's it's good enough to pull it off. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. So, yeah, there's almost not much more to say about this song <laughs> in a way right. that's just because yeah. everybody knows it. You've heard it. Right. Billions it's it's, it's of funny because so. I, I typically don't like to defend like the big hit necessarily, but I think this really is the song on the record uh, that really kind of. I will yeah, say this though, it almost its, doesn't. Yeah. It almost doesn't feel like it belongs on this record. It feels like a single. Like mm-hmm. they could have released it pre, like and I believe alone. it was. Yeah, I believe mm-hmm. it was recorded or released before the before, album yeah. came out, and it just feels like oh, you just put out the forty-five or whatever. We need, we, we, need we need this. We need this record and, to sell, and we're not. And doing they it. just kind of like <laughs> oh, we have the, we have yeah. this you know record in the bag. Let's let's add that song on. Well, it's, it's, it's like 
and the that placement track you know yeah. the placement is weird too why they put it yeah, at the right very at the end, end. Yeah. it almost makes it seem to me like it's like a bonus track yeah it's like it's at the very end yeah. and like but it's like the best song on the like, well i don't know if i should say the best song i mean that's all subjective it's the strong, but it's the yeah. most strongest most popular it is weird i wonder if they didn't know you yeah, feel like know. they would have known that. I mean, this yeah. just stands with out Bowie. above the rest with Bowie too. Like, why did they put it all the way at the end versus you yeah. know they're kind of known for putting their heavy hitters early up top. Up so front, right, yeah. I was thinking uh, going back to my uh, yeah, Phil Collins debut uh, reference. Yeah, that they they open the album within the air tonight, and then the rest of it is just kind of all right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they knew what so, they had. They knew yeah. what people wanted. Yeah, here they do the exact opposite, where it's like, okay, we're gonna kind of really throw you off for what 40 minutes and then oh here we go here's something you know yeah uh, and <laughs> it's kind of a cool handoff because queen would never yeah. have a platinum album again in the u.s which is strange because they still had hits going forward i mean they still had scandal and show must go on and and who wants to live forever and and, and right. all that um but they never managed to to cross really the platinum up, yeah. threshold in the u.s and yeah. david bowie took this song you know, maybe took this record, listened to it, whatever, released Let's Dance, and he started going platinum for the first time ever in the U.S. I, I don't mm. think he went platinum ever uh, in the U.S. before. No, Let's I think Dance, it took a while. So. I mean, he had gold records uh, with uh, Ziggy Stardust, but yeah, I don't. I think it was mm-hmm. yeah. So it's a cool handoff. Like it's kind yeah, of a, it's a sure. I, maybe this song is just more memorable and more well reviewed just for the fact that it's a moment in time mm-hmm. when Queen and, and Bowie are crossing paths and and this yeah. was just a a, 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 prefer, a forever preserved moment in musical history when uh, these yeah. two line up together. I wonder like how Pacino and De Niro and Heat, you know, I wonder <laughs> in different how, directions. How Roger felt about it because you listen to those early Queen records and his songs that he took lead on were very Bowie influenced and now he's actually getting to work with the man. It must be kind of mm-hmm. cool for him. Yeah. All right, Chris, I think you're up now. Here we go. Seven for All the right. buy. Who wants the extra one on this 11 track wonder? All right. Sounds good. All right. I'm going to open with a multiple choice. Uh, and I can't remember if we talked about this or not, but, uh, all right, uh, David Bowie initially sang on one other song on the record, but the vocals were later scrapped. Uh, what song was it? Uh, was it A, uh, Back Chat, B, uh, Action This Day, C, Cool Cat, or D, Dancer? Mm. Go for it. I think that's uh, Kev. Yeah, was it Cool Cat? You are right. Oh, right. ding, ding, ding. That was actually kind of neat. That, that would have been cool, actually, hearing them too on that one. Yeah, apparently he really hated. It. Yeah, there was some kind of issue, and uh, they just yeah. I think. Well, think, script, I, yeah. they were probably better off just leaving him for the one track, though, not overdoing yeah. it. Over, yeah, yeah right. I would agree. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how that would have worked. I know. I mean, I know uh, David Bowie did the what was at the um, what was the record? Uh, Young American. Uh, I know that was kind of considered a soul record, so maybe he could have pulled it off. I don't know, but. Uh, mm. But you're right. Maybe it was just like you don't want to overload it too much with, yeah, your guest singer. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, true or false? Um, Under Pressure became their second UK number one after Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Yes, Mark. I'm going to take a stab at true. Uh, you are correct. Okay. Oh, yeah. Man, nice. Very good. Nothing else touched number one. I, I couldn't think of anything. I, I, I knew yeah. that the albums were number yeah. one, but as a single. Right. Yeah, that was the that was the clincher right there. Okay. Um finally right, one right. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. Yeah, you, you didn't you didn't, you didn't bomb, bomb out right, right away. Yeah. 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 
All right. Um, okay, true or false? This is a longer one. Uh, according to a 2011 interview, Roger Taylor blamed Paul Prenter, uh, Freddie's personal manager at the time, for pushing Freddie and the band to an extent in this new musical direction. Um, uh, uh, where Roger emphasized uh, that it's the sound uh, made it kind of sound like they were making music for the gay bar scene. Is it true or false? <laughs> hmm. I'm gonna uh, go for it. I might. Okay. Oh, Mark, 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 Mark first. All right. I might regret this. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with true. Yeah, you're correct. Yes. yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. That was a close one. I, yeah. I I knew like it wasn't gonna be John if you were throwing that one at me, and it definitely right. it, feels it was like one of, he it, would. Yeah, I was kind of playing with that as far as which band member. Well, yeah, it, uh, it's a tricky yeah. question because yeah. if you do listen to this record versus uh, the game, it is like vastly like they put the pedal down going for that, that kind of vibe. No, I know. I was I was and, trying, and to, it's I like was interesting. To, yeah, was, it's interesting yeah. to think like. Did Freddie want to do that, or was there somebody else pushing it? Because it is right. like vastly different. I got the imp- and it's yeah, like, oh, okay, impression. that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I wanted to wait, yeah, until we got here. But yeah, I guess the band was not really happy with that sign because they were really pushing that. Uh, and I was, I was, yeah, trying to say it in the most respectful way that it was, I wasn't trying to, ins- yeah, that it. But it, yeah, the sound of this very much is kind of like again that early '80s kind of like gay club scene. Yeah, yeah, that's like the body, cool. Yeah, like, or the Babylon Club, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Where it's very, yeah, very much that kind of, uh, especially with body language. I mean, that was the one that where it's like, okay, this oh, is yeah. very much that. Yeah, you can't really shift that around too much. Uh, sure. But yeah, yeah, but yeah. Apparently, the band yeah, was not happy with it <laughs> with what they yeah, were direction. Taking the lead. Yeah, I, I right. am. Not, I'm gonna sit out now. I'm gonna look at every pitch. <laughs> You're just gonna have to throw <laughs> a strike to get me to swing. Okay. Yeah, Mark, you've gotten two so far, right? Yes, yes I have, and I am right, parking nice. it. You have to get All out right. the marbles if you want me to pipe up. Three and oh with the bat on his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, true or false. Uh, despite the controversy, uh, body language beca- uh, became the biggest hit in America off the album. True or false. I don't yes, know. This Kevin. is probably going to be one of those trick questions, but it can't have been bigger than under pressure. So I'm going to go with false. No, it was actually in America. It actually charted at eleven. Uh, under pressure was bigger in the UK, but not. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Uh, Kevin's. Out I, early. I actually feel okay with getting that one wrong. Okay. That's, that's a good pretty, piece of trivia. Yeah, yeah I, I did d- double check with multiple sources. Yeah, because I wanted because I know again I'm like that song was the biggest hit in America off the oh, off the God. album. I'm like okay. Well, yeah. Uh, it was eighty two though. So I don't who know knows. what yeah. was going on in America. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like that was the type of thing people had yeah. an appetite for in 82. Dive, diver down? Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, true or false. Uh, the Hot Space Tour was the last time all four original members would tour together in the U.S. Oh, I don't want to ruin it. Uh. Wait, Mark, do you know the answer? I think I do. Do you want me to count down from 10? We got, we got a 75-mile-an-hour fastball coming right down the plate here. <laughs> I'm not sure about this. Come on, Mark. Go ahead. I'm out. Is Alex going to throw it to Mark? All right. Let me go. I'll go. That was probably really loud. I'll go. I uh, tour in the United States. Because I know they played together at Live Aid, which would have been after this, right? Right, but as far as touring... Uh, an actual tour you know what i haven't answered one yet let's go with true they that was yeah. it yeah 
You were correct. Oh. Yeah, this was the last time. Yeah, the John Manly cutting out early. John was not having fun with this. <laughs> yeah. He ripped it on Cool Cat, but he's like, that's yeah. it. I'm done. <laughs> Could you just all imagine right. that a band that is known for one of the greatest touring acts of all time basically didn't tour for their last five albums in the biggest market in the world? Yeah, I thought that was weird. I had to, again, I had to re- kind of check the... Uh, well, yeah, it started I guess that was getting through. complicated eventually. Yeah. By yeah, 86, right. at least, right? But uh, so. yeah, I think pretty much after that, I think they were pretty much kind of a uh, like a global touring, but not necessarily uh, the U.S. was pretty much off the <laughs> We're off just going to skip over the U.S. We don't yeah. need them. All right, um, we'll all right so, okay, let's see. Well, what do we got next? Alex is going to catch me and beat me. All right. I don't, I don't uh, know anything about this. Well, song. you let that one <laughs> go right over the plate. All right, true or false? Uh, John Deacon tried to coerce Brian May into... Uh, no, uh, no, the no playing of guitar on back chat. True or false? Ah, uh, this is such a great question. Oh, Mark's going. Yes, Mark. I don't know what he tried to course, but uh, I'm pretty sure that was one that he all he he took both guitar and and bass on. Uh, so you're yeah. So you're uh. Your, so if your question is, is yes, he tried true. to tell him not to play guitar. Yes, because he played guitar. So on so the track. so you're saying so you're saying true? Is that your? Yeah, John. Yeah. John played guitar on the track. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but he ultimately. Okay, read read me was, the question. Right okay, again. all right. John Deacon tried to coerce Brian May into uh, uh, no guitar playing on back true. chat. Yeah, true. Yeah. All right. Well, so who's answering? <laughs> who's answering? Mark, that? Go ahead. Right. Mark, it's Mark. You know, Mark no, I'm it. gonna go with false. I'm just gonna go with it. It wasn't John Deacon that that co- it was Brian May decided he didn't want to do it. Okay. He's going with false. Chris. Going with false. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> Uh oh. Yeah. No, no, it's funny. No, don't worry. Yeah, you've kind of you've, you've altered what what I was saying in my brain. So I got to try to, because uh, yeah, I think yeah, John Deacon tried to course Brian, but ultimately lost the battle. That was the yeah, the Brian ultimately got his way with guitar being on the record. That that's what I was trying to. Maybe we could have a do over on that. I think that's a yeah, hit by pitch or something. All right, are yeah, you want me to go with another? Yeah, yeah, go with I, another I, question. Yeah. I guess I can go with another one. Yeah, your favorite type of question. Oh boy, it's a billboard question. All right, true or false? Uh, off of uh, off the massive success of Under Pressure, the album reached number one in the UK. Uh, yes, it did. True. No, it only reached number four. Uh, <laughs> and I think Alex, Alex it's gets all yours. it. <laughs> did I just win by default? No, you answered a question, right? You got one. Yeah, right. yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah, so you got it. Yeah, and everybody else bombed out. So it's all yours. God. All right, hope you know uh, what you're doing. This uh, is your time. I sure hope so. Okay, do, do you and now, to love it or flush it. And what was tonight's order again? C C M A K C M A K. All right, starting it off. Staying, staying power. Uh, Chris, what do we think? Uh, I don't know if I'm ever gonna listen to this song again. I guess it fits in the uh with the sound of the album. So I guess I'll give it a very light squeeze. Yeah. Okay. Mark? Uh, I'm heading the wrong direction on this one. I didn't need to. I mean, you could flush the horns off of this one, and that stupid sax solo on this album would improve. So give it a f- flush from me. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if it was just low stakes on this album, but I actually happen to love this song. So this is going to be a buy for me. There you go. Kev? Is this the only track you listen to? <laughs> no, I listen, I, am, I listen to the album. 
Uh, I love this song a lot, actually. Mark me down for a big love. Track two, Dancer. Chris, what do we think? Uh, I'm trying to... Uh, it's, it's funny, a lot of these songs I really have to kind of think as far as remembering the... Uh, uh, this was one of the rockers, and I think I'll have to kind of go with my pre or with staying power. I'm gonna give it a uh, just a light squeeze again. Uh, it's got Chris, the, Chris it, pulling out the light squeezes. Yeah, today. yeah, it's it, it's got guitar in it, but not necessarily. Yeah, it's yeah, like trying to hug a relative that smells bad. Right. Yeah, there's <laughs> quite a bit of that on here, You're but, supposed uh, to, but yeah, I don't know. It's Queen. I kind of like it. Well, I'm gonna give this one a strong love because I think that this Marty McFly solo is well in in just one moment it's cool so i don't need this all the time but i appreciate hearing it it should have been the opener yeah uh this one i don't really remember uh it too much (laughs) so i will go ahead and send this one down the chute Uh, wow i'm surprised Oh, so typical. You know why? Because I ain't going to buy this song. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't remember it, and the next one buys it. I love this song. My favorite on the album. Track three, Back Chat. Uh, Chris? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to... Yeah, I think I'm going to flush this one. Yeah, that... I know Mark was trying to, he was defending the chorus. Yeah, it's just a very annoying kind of, uh, yeah, it just didn't resonate with me. And again, the guitar tone is kind of thin and kind of, yeah, kind of biting, not in a good way. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, Mark. I'm very disappointed. I love this song. I think it's something only the 80s could pull off, and I love the 80s, and therefore I love this song. All right. Uh, yeah, again, another one where it just, I think the album started off very strong, and then it's just kind of started Alex, getting Alex, some... Alex only listened to the first song. No, yeah. I didn't. I, lis- <laughs> I, I listened to the whole album last night. Uh, <laughs> uh, it just got. It just started getting a little bit uh, diet after staying power for a little bit, and then it eventually started kind of picking back up. So, yeah, this one I'll send back down as well. <laughs> And Kev. You all disappoint me. This is a big love. Come on. <laughs> it's Very great. opinions on this. Uh, <laughs> and Chris, body language. Uh, yeah, it's funny. This is actually the one song I actually knew coming into it off of just listening to their greatest hits uh, or one of their greatest hits records. No, no, Let's you see. knew it from hitting the gay clubs. Oh, nice. Yeah. That, uh, you were <laughs> body oh, language nice. all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> God. So what is he uh, giving? It? Mo- moving on, uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, no, I'm not gonna buy it, but I am gonna give it a strong love. Yeah, it's kind of a. It's it's a weird quirky song. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. And Mark, uh, <laughs> T, T it wow. up. Uh, see, again, the varied opinions. See, okay, yeah, it fits the album. This, yeah, this the, song. Yeah. This song, I did not do any research on it. I had no idea that it was a hit in the United States. So, like, last night, I came across it for the first time. And I, and my wrote, uh, it sounds like background music to Freddie's life at this moment in time. Very yeah. gay, very sassy, and I respect <laughs> it, and yeah. I back it. So, yes. it's a love for me. I like this one. Same here. Kev. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I think I'm going to have to join Mark again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is like the epitome of it. this. This song, this, there's, there's nothing happening in this entire song. It's four <laughs> minutes and 30 seconds of waste. Sorry, Alex. Sorry, Chris. It's all good. But <laughs> it was the better version of it. It just was. Oh, I, I think yeah. I would agree with that. But anyway, all right. Track five, action this day, Chris. Uh, I'm gonna terminate this one because yeah, this one just has nothing to connect it with me. Mark. Yeah, the T's are flying in the middle of the album, and yeah. I probably would have yeah. T this up. Um, I think there's maybe just a little bit more meat uh, for this one to where I can at least give them somewhat of a credit for trying on this song where they didn't try on body language. So it just gets the flush. It would have gotten the T had I had two of them. Yeah. It's going to be a run to the toilet this time? Yeah, I probably will second that notion. Well, all I have to say is that everybody's bladder is full with action this day. <laughs> so I guess in the end, we're like everyone else. Nobody likes the front half of this record. Uh, I did. Yeah. I like both three and two. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I guess. Chris so. with a bunch of light squeezes. Alex with one by, but. Uh. Well, I love the first three songs. Quite okay. a lot. It just drops off. All, All right. right, let's flip the record over. Put out the fire. Track six. Chris. Uh, y'all give it just a stock love. Uh, yeah, I'd like. Yeah, it's nice to have a song open with some guitar. And mm-hmm. again, every once in a while, I like the meat and potatoes kind of soloing of Brian. Uh, so yeah, I'll give it a love. Uh, Mark. I'm giving this one a strong love. I know it's generic, and I'm not going to apologize for that. I will put out the fire any day. I will put this song on again. Yeah, I will back that up. It's just it's a nice change of pace. Not that I don't like the vibe on the album, but it is nice to get a little bit of the classic Queen guitars back into it halfway through. So I will give it a, a love as well, Kev. Yeah, I'm going to give it a love as well for pretty much all the reasons that's been said. All right, track seven, Life is Real, song for Lennon. Chris? Uh, I'm going to give it a big love. It was definitely a stacks on the rise after kind of digging into it. Uh, so yeah, yeah, big love. Uh, uh, Mark? I think we need to come up with some kind of rating to, to, to it's like almost like a bipolar or some kind of torn nature because uh, there's a lot of things that I like about this song. But there's mm-hmm. also stuff in here that I just feel is so Throw exploitational. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I just don't know which way to go with it. I wish I could, like, postpone. It's like at a restaurant and everyone everyone else, you go first. You order. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure yet. Uh, I'm not uh, sure yet. Uh, I guess I'll just give this the lightest of squeezes because that solo section is pretty cool. lush. Yeah. I, I think yeah. that, is, that is worth something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one I'll have to revisit. I don't remember too much, so unfortunately that's where that will go uh, down the sh- oh, Actually, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. And Kev? Yeah, I'm going to say, wow, Mark and I, pretty aligned on this album so far. I'm going to have mm-hmm. to say pretty much the, the parts that you picked out during the discussion uh, led me to a light squeeze. That solo section and 
Well, yeah, the, the solo section. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Calling all girls. Chris. Uh, this is going to be my buy, actually. Uh, I really was surprised how much I liked it uh, for its, I guess, uh, better use of bringing in influences, uh, but still kind of hitting it on the mark. So, yeah, I'll give it a buy. All right, Mark. Yeah, this one gets a hard flush from wow. <laughs> I'm not seeing, I'm not, I'm not wearing the glasses Chris is wearing on this song. I, I don't know. I, I hear too much cars. I really would terminate this if I could. Uh, I don't know. Well, not it's as just, much as what, yeah, what was it off of the, on the game? Wasn't there one big song that I. Oh, it was uh, very what, cars. Yeah, I don't remember what it was called. It was a Roger song, I think. Was yeah, it Rocket? Was yeah, it was Prime Rocket. Jive. Prime Jive. Okay. Prime, oh, yeah. Prime, yeah, I hated that song, too. Yeah, that, that, I thought that was This song more, needs yeah. more chords. There's two of them over and over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to back up Chris on this song, because I actually happen to like this one as well. Yeah. Oh, Kev. Okay. Uh, it's no surprise where I'm going. <laughs> you got two minds of this album. You've got me and Kevin, yeah. and you've got Chris and Alex. Yeah, it's actually it's like two political queen. parties. Queen is the weirdest band where we can give it all pretty similar ratings and like completely opposite Opposite songs songs, of the album. (laughs) All right, track nine, Las Palabras de Amor, The Words of Love. Chris? Uh, I think Mark sold me a little bit more on it, but I'm still going to just give it a very light kind of squeeze. Did I I keep it from a flush? Yeah, I, okay. I, don't, I, could, I, can't, I can't flush it. It's still, there's, there's enough of it where, uh, yeah, that I like, but uh, it's not necessarily a song I'll revisit. But yeah, and, that, and again, that guitar solo. I know it's one part, kind of like in the previous song, but it's enough for me. All right. Yeah. Mark? Well, I am going to see if Kevin will follow me. I'm not sure if he will, because I am going to be buying this song. Wow. wow. Well, this, I already used my buy, so I can't follow. Oh, that's right. You don't have two of them. Uh, the uh, yeah. uh, the words of love. It just I've already included uh, the wedding march from the previous record, and I feel like this is the honeymoon. This is my next scene in the story of Queen. I feel like this is a very journeyful song, and it is their departure. If this is their departure from the U.S. of A. I feel like the ending of this is just, it's so rich. It's so uh, fulfilling. I I love it. You don't get a lot of warm blankets on Queen, surprisingly, but I didn't mention that, and I feel like they should have been handing them out because it is full of them. Big buy from me on this track. A great deep cut. Yeah. I I don't. He's going to tee it. Yeah, I got to tee something. So I think it's going to be this one. Sorry. It's not, it's not that it's bad. I just, I, I think I got a little annoyed by it. And then, yeah. then you mentioned the teetotaler song on uh, whatever that other um, <laughs> was. Teetotaler. Yeah. It didn't help too much. So, Kev. All right. I'm not as big of a love as Marcus on this one. I think the cashing in on the fans is that kind of did it not something i need twice but i'm not going to flush it because mark saved this from the flush with his ending 30 seconds of the song that is a glorious ending would you rather them exploit their fans or exploit john lennon's murder (laughs) 
<laughs> which one is less exploitational? I'd rather exploit their fans. Um, so uh, <laughs> plus they did it for a wild record, yeah. That that <laughs> and they did it both on uh, this this single album. So uh, they got both going. Anyway, th- no, those those ending thirty seconds were pretty great. So I'm gonna keep this one around. I I, I would feel bad flushing those thirty seconds, and it's and the song really music. isn't th- the song really isn't that bad overall. So yeah. All right, track ten, cool cat. Chris, uh, yeah, I gotta flush that cool cat. I, uh, I know I was defending the uh, that head bobbing riff, but there's still too much other as far as yeah, where the the multitude of influences kind of derail it for me, as well as kind of the dated feel. Even for '82, it sounds like mid '70s, and yeah, I just uh, ultimately yeah, there wasn't enough here to uh, to keep me around. <laughs> All right, Mark. Yeah, if somebody offered me a one ride in a time machine, what would I do? Would I go? Uh, would I go watch the Kennedy assassination from the grassy knoll? Would I go and uh, see the signing of the Declaration of Independence or the birth of Christ? Or I don't know. You know what I would do? I would get in the the time machine and I would go back to the Babylon Club and I just want to sit there and listen to Cool Cat. That's what I would just take me back to Miami, 1982, 1983, like and that, play yeah. me some cleanup music. I don't know. I want. I love that vibe so much. Yeah. I would buy this with a second buy. Yeah, uh, I'm actually going to buy this one. <laughs> Only <laughs> oh, because you sold it so much. And plus, I got to give, again, major props to John. Uh, he's leaving the, the live stage at this point, and I want to send him off in style. And I figured the next song, everybody and their mom knows it. Uh, so, you know what? I will, uh, I'll put something on the playlist that maybe not everybody knows. So, bye for me. Yeah. Kev. Yeah. Huge love would have been my second buy. There's nothing more to say. <laughs> yeah, Babylon. Chris, you're alone on Man, I'm watching. I'm watching Scarface yeah. later. <laughs> All right, let's bring it on over to the big one under pressure, Chris. Uh, yeah, enormous love for me. Yeah, it's one of the hits that kind of lives up to its rep, even with the generic lyrics. But there's enough here though to keep it uh, at the top. Mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to hear from somebody. Uh, info at lightthesky.net. Why would you flush or terminate this one? It's not so overplayed that you'd be sick of it. It isn't so offensive. It's just uh, it, it's a good piece of music, whether you you connect with it or not, whether you care about Bowie or not. It, it is really a a well done collaboration, and, and what's not to love? Yeah, yeah. There's no getting rid of this one. Uh, I mean, I have heard it quite a bit. I've heard it covered quite a bit. Um, but yeah, it's it's a classic, and I, I can't say that I'm too tired of it. Not one that I will always go to if I want to listen to Queen. I'll, I'll go to more of their older stuff with non-collaboration songs, but uh, no denying it. Great song. So, Kev? We're about to get an email from Ice at VanillaIce.com saying that he's mad because he had to pay royalties for this song, and he would have terminated it. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I got to keep this one around. I saw a comment uh, on a YouTube video for this one, the music video, which is actually a good music video. This one, it's kind of got the theme of that oh, that uh, unrest it. in the world. Hustle and bustle, yeah. Yeah, like it, it's just kind of got that, uh, you know, uh, almost land of confusion uh, type feeling. But uh, yeah. I, I saw a comment. It was R.I.P. Freddie, R.I.P. Bowie, R.I.P. Vanilla Ice's career. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Pretty you know what's You know what's weird? And uh, you guys can... Uh, can go online later and verify, but I remember reading something somewhere that ac- that Vanilla Ice actually, after he turned his finances around, he actually, I think, ended up buying the rights to this song. 
after being after it being kind of an albatross around his neck for so many years. I think I can actually see that because uh, like that guy I was, who shook yeah. him down for it. He's in prison now. Uh, oh, Suge Knight. Yeah, yeah. I think, he, right? he got, yeah. Uh, I think it was on a uh, Compton uh, movie. Yeah, he. Um, uh, I think he almost straight out of Compton. He got finally. <laughs> Well, yeah, he got busted because I think he ran somebody over here, like trying yeah. to run from somewhere. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> but but anyway, yeah, I think I think Vanilla Ice actually owns. Funny enough, through a strange series of events, I think actually now owns the rights to that song. Uh, wow, which, is, which props to him. Yeah, I know. You, you, we can. I'll, I'll look it up later. But I'm almost no. I think you're right. It says, yeah. Uh, yeah, a lawsuit resulted in Bowie and all members of Queen receiving songwriting credit. Vanilla Ice later claimed that he purchased the publishing rights to Under Pressure, yeah. saying that buying the song made more financial sense than paying out royalties. But then <sighs> clarified that his statement was inaccurate. So I don't. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Certainly a uh, strange thread through music history uh, between <laughs> Queen, Bowie, and Vanilla Ice, Vanilla Ice. Of all people, and 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 Suge Knight um, as well. Yeah. So it's definitely an interesting story and uh, a question to the group before we uh, take one week break to do a special episode that will be more special than usual. Uh, stay tuned for that. But uh, if you had heard Hot Space. And uh, you went all the way through. You you spent your, you know, your inflation adjusted twelve ninety nine uh, in nineteen eighty two to purchase this record. Would you be interested in buying the next Queen record? And I'm not telling you what's on it. I'm not telling you like, would you go? Yes. W- would this record inspire you to go spend more money on Queen? Yes. Well, I'd, well, I'd be curious to see like, okay, uh, just as far as are they going to refine? Because again, it's here, it's very uneven. And again, liking kind of electronic pop, uh, are they going to mm-hmm. do it better on the next one? Like, okay. So, so yeah, That's so Chris, tough. you're spending your money on the 1 900 number to get the rumors <laughs> and the reviews. <laughs> like, you're not, you're not going nice. to go, you're, you're with reservations. So Kevin is buying, you know, first day one release. Chris, you want to hear more. Right, yeah. Alex, what yeah. what do you think? Well, that's tough. So you're asking that if I, I, I was back in 1982, I picked this record up, and then, you know, I liked it or didn't like it, I would have to decide if I wanted to buy the works when it came out. Mm-hmm. I'd have to hear, like, the, probably, because, yeah, what was this? Well, again, that's well, the next well, record. I'm just well, doing single, a thought yeah. exercise because you're no, not going to hear clips. You're not, I'd, I'd, yeah, that's I'd have a to good wait one. for the first single. Yeah, yeah. I was going to yeah. say the same thing, you're Chris. Have to yeah. hear the single. You'd have to hear the single to kind of, I mean, that's kind of tough, but... I mean, I know what the first single is on the next record, and I mean, not to give anything away, but it's tough because, like, you put yourself, I always, you know, I'll go off on a little tangent, but there's times where I'll think about that. Like, I know all the music that I like now in 2021 that I grew up with, but I think back then, if I were to grow up during this time, what would I have liked? Like, would I have liked Van Halen? Would I have liked this? Would I have liked punk? Like... Who knows? It's it's easy yeah. now because you have the internet and you're able to go back and digest it all and have a wide palate. But not it, back then, it's weird. So, uh, but from knowing what I know now, I I think I, eh, I don't know, maybe not. I don't. It's, it's tough with reservations. That's tough. So yeah. you would be, and I suppose it would. You'd have to consider. I mean, I'm throwing out the question there in terms of you knew everything. You were a big Queen fan. You knew everything up to this point. Now, oh sure, sure, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying, sure. No, yeah, this is, is this definitely a curveball. Yeah, this is. It is for them. This was. Yeah, I would be a little hesitant, but I wouldn't because again, I'm. I guess my person. If I my if I had took my personality now and took it to 82, I would be like, okay, I'll I'll see what they're gonna do next. Because again, I listen to a lot of different styles of music. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my my problem with this record is just the execution. I mean, that's kind of the 
Again, I like I like synth and and, and dance pop. I just didn't necessarily like the with how they did it here across the board. That's the mm-hmm. uh, I felt maybe it was just yeah because again this is very this is still eighty two. This is still like okay they got these new tools that are out there. Okay, let's see what we can do. And again, they didn't. Yeah, they hit the demo button too many times. Right. Like again, if I'm gonna listen to this kind of I'm gonna listen to Culture Club or stuff like that, or if yeah the bands right. that are that, that were firmly in that and kind of understood uh, mm-hmm. or the Human League or whatever. Yeah, that kind of. Yeah, I mean, there's other bands of that era that knew that that was their their bread and butter. Yeah. Uh, well, it's going to be two yeah. weeks before you will be able to find out the answer to that uh, from us before we give you the works. Because next week, as I mentioned, special episode, Chris will be leading the charge on that one. Stay tuned because it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be something different. And if you're looking for us to do something different, well, you've got it coming. We'll see you then. <laughs>